Week one has come, week one has gone, and everything sucks. Let's get into it. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. You got our host, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. But give it up for the guys in this league. Yeah! There we go. I've never seen somebody look so focused before a yeehaw in my life. <laughs> you I went, here we go. Oh, baby, it's the yeehaw. <laughs> All right, welcome in, welcome in to the latest episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. You got your usual gang. You got me, your host, Chris Mitchum. We got the boy, Aaron Hunt. Yo, yo. And we got Tim. Oh, wait, we don't. No Tim this week because he is currently on his honeymoon, flashing back to last episode, freshly married, freshly in love, and now they're having all the fun that freshly married couples have on their honeymoons probably as we speak. So congrats on that, Tim. In his place, we have maybe the biggest upgrade that's ever been. Not trying to put you, not trying to have you feel big shoes here, Mr. Steven. But uh, I will say, if you notice, if you listen closely, we have an updated theme song from Steven himself. Welcome to the show, Steven. Glad to have you on, my man. Hey, happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm not in the Bahamas again, some married action, but I am at home <laughs> in my parents' parents' house doing this podcast. So you know what. There might be a winner and a loser in this situation, but I feel like I'm a winner right now. So thank you guys for having me. No problem, man. Glad you could come on the show. Um, Before we even get into anything, man, first of all, before we get into that, it is the evening of September 15th, 2021. On the show for you guys today, of course, we have an overreaction week one. What are some of the biggest takes you got after week one that everybody is panicking about? We're going to go over those. And of course, we got... The week one review, which I know some people are looking forward to more than others. Then we got the waiver wire warriors, updated power rankings, and of course the week two preview. Hold on to your seats. But before we even get into all of that, Steven, the 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 new theme, man. I I heard some strings. I heard the of course the Carson Wentz better not suck penis at the beginning. That's become a staple. Of this league, man, uh, give us a little <laughs> bit of background. Where the where the strings come from? What how that how that all come about? Yeah, great question. Uh, to be quite honest, I was inspired. Uh, I had a lot of caffeine one night, and uh, I just had way too much energy. So instead of me playing Xbox, I'm like, you know what? Let's pimp the shit out of the. Or I don't know if I can cuss. Cuss <laughs> it? I forget. Oh, you can. I wanted can. to <laughs> upgrade my okay. music, so I went into Logic and I. I played around with some stuff. So I got some string arrangements, pl- just messed around with them, seeing what sounded good. Got a little kettlebell. There's a little kettle. Nope. I, I keep calling it a kettlebell. Those are the things <laughs> to do at the gym. <laughs> cowbell. Cowbell. Got a little bit. If you listen closely, it's, there's a little cowbell in there. And uh, I just had some strings. I just wanted to make it a full little co- country ensemble. So once I got the final product, I was like, I hope this is, I, you guys do such a great job with the podcast. Hopefully it can have a complimentary theme song for it. So that's what, how it came to be. 
I'm not saying hey, we appreciate it, Stephen. Appreciate the contributions from live from your parents' basement. <laughs> hey, we're we're not in the basement. We're on the second floor, baby. Woo! Upgrade, Elite. upgrade. First of all, if you would have just said kettlebell, I wouldn't have said a thing. I would have been like, yeah, totally. I know what a kettlebell is in in instruments. And uh, second, all you're setting you're setting a precedent, man. I'm just warning you. Like, you keep bettering the theme song. Next thing you know, next season we're gonna be asking for drops and all that kind of stuff, and gonna be the official official music guy. So it's quite the role. Do it before we get into all the fun stuff. Of course, we have to do what everybody's waiting for: the drink of the week. Um, and I'll be honest, I'll go first. I'm just, I'm drinking water today just because for work today, I, I started drinking around noon, then went to class at like five 30 for law school, straight up, just took a nap, man, made a conscious decision just to take a nap, sat in the back row. Um, the class was awful. So I'm coming home. I had some Taco Bell, which is what every, you know, good person does to rejuvenate a little bit. Um, watch some TikToks, and I'm feeling all right. So I'm getting some water, nothing too crazy today. Aaron, what are we sipping on? Tonight, we've got a Coors Light on deck. So this was left over from the tailgate that I went to this past weekend. IU just dismantling the Idaho Vandals. So good bounce back from them after they got slaughtered by Iowa. Go Hoosiers, you. Steven, what we got, man? Uh, we got uh, Kroger's whole chocolate milk. This man has um, a half carton of chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. This thing has like 250 <laughs> calories a cup, so it's like frosty. It, it's like a frosty in milk form. It's so, absolute bliss. So I had a busy day, so we're celebrating with some of my favorite beverage of choice. Oh, my gosh. It's all about those gains, baby. Low-key, though, uh, the Kroger chocolate milk, second mm-hmm. second best, next to Oberweiss. I haven't had Oberweiss in the glass container. Is that good? Absolutely. Yeah, you got to get it. It's like, I think, 9 to 12 bucks a bottle, though, so it's a lot. <laughs> but quality is the best. Dude, I, I was a chocolate milk connoisseur back in the day. Kroger is the truth. Facts. You guys are missing the obvious one sponsored by your man himself where's where's the fair life chocolate milk uh, man and it's good it's okay it's definitely I've good it's okay guys you know this, is, this our- is this is from the, the teats of a magical cow it's yeah. not like an ultra filter cow but just a gluttonous glorious chocolate cow gluttonous, it's so good glorious chocolate cow Guys, you know this is already going to be a rough episode for me, so at least just make me feel good about the chocolate milk. Just give me something here. <laughs> okay, let's just we will let's, give you that. Let's rip the band-aid off. Let's get into some overreactions. Nice. All right, so week one is done, and now it is time to listen to all the analysts just blow up about how teams are going to suck or how teams are going to go to the Super Bowl. So, Steven, real football or fantasy probably real football though what is maybe your your big overreaction after week one rams are going to the super bowl sean McVay has a loaded defense they got aaron Donald stud they got jalen ramsey stud and now they have their quarterback of the future sean McVay and the rams have gone to a super bowl but they couldn't do much with jared goff they got a huge upgrade and he had if you guys didn't know, Matt Stafford has been playing in the NFL since what, t- 2010? So a decade of football. 
in his debut with the Rams, he posted a quarterback rating of what, 155? That's the highest quarterback rating he has ever had in his entire career. Damn. First game with the Rams. So you can't tell me that that guy is not going to play like an absolute stud and has high big brain coach, awesome loaded team. I think they have a really good shot of winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I he was that. Stafford was my dark horse MVP candidate. Aaron likes that take. Like it a lot. No. Aaron, what's your overreaction, man? Uh, so I'm going to go the fantasy route on mine and I'm going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals and I'm going to give you some hot takes here. I think that Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase and T Higgins by the end of the year will both be top 20 wide receivers. And the biggest one of all, which I'm confident in, man, Joe Mixon will be a top five back. Top five. If he's healthy, man. If he's healthy. When he's healthy, top five. 29 carries this past week. I know overtime helps. Don't get me wrong. But he also got the receiving work. This dude is going to eat with an an improved offensive line, albeit still middle of the pack to possibly below average. But I think this Bengals team is going to give a lot of output when it comes to fantasy. I dig it. I dig it. My hot take, you guys ready for this? The Houston Texans are going to finish with a winning record and compete for a wild card spot in the AFC. That's what I'm doing, man. And I just, after watching that game, I was like, okay, yeah, the Texans kind of suck. And I know we kidded at uh, David and Zach's house about, can you name like anybody on the Texans defense? And I still don't think I can. <laughs> like, can you guys? I don't. No. I can't think of a single soul on there. But when you, at least when you look on the offense, like you got a lot of older running backs that, like, hey, if you give them five, six carries a game, they can do a job. Terod Taylor, he's a winner. Brandon Cooks just messes around, finishes as a top fifteen receiver every year. Offensive line actually did pretty good. I think he was one of the most least pressured quarterbacks this week. You are playing the Jags. I get it. But um, I just think they're going to be close in a lot of games. They have a lot of quality to hang in games. And uh, I think they're going to shock some people. I really do. If I could if I could put some money on whatever their over-under wins are, uh, I would. I think I, I think I'm, they're definitely going to give the Colts some headaches just because they're the Texans, and that always happens. But uh, that's my take, man. Look out for these Texans, wow. bro. I'm wow. telling you. That's, that's my take. We got to be hot. They got to be spicy. It's it's hot. The the house is on fire. It is the right. hottest of hot takes. That's right. Uh, wow, man. Okay. I think, I think that projection is going to turn out like your week one performance. <laughs> boom. Roasted. Okay. <laughs> Can we have a boom roast account on this just for my performance week Dude. one? I Okay. The Jaguars are so terrible though. It's like it's it's hard to have a barometer on that when they just played possibly the worst team in the NFL. Like literally Urban Meyer is the worst. Like he is the worst. The Jags Dude. were like minus seven and a half or something crazy. The Texans were like, no, we will just come in and literally destroy you. <laughs> like, and like you're saying they have a playoff chance? Like literally the entire AFC West is better than the, the Texans. Every single 
team in that division is better than them. But the AFC, I have no idea how they would ever find a spot to the, make it the, the playoffs. I, I don't. The AFC West is going to be like the Cadoba division in our league, and we're just going to beat the hell out of each other, and we're all going to finish with mediocre records, and then you're going to have somebody like the Texans or like Zach sneak into Say the it. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, put a bet on that. You need to back it up. The Texans thing. Yes, I'd need Gotta some crazy good odds because I I will be the first to admit that is a very <laughs> hot take. Jeez, <laughs> but let's just say I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. But all right, let's just. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off, man. Let's get into some Week 1 reviews. I'm going to throw it over to Aaron for the first matchup, first review of the year. Yeah, so you've got Clayton and the Red Rocket taking on Team Don Perignon. Final score in this one, Clayton 120.58 to... Team Don Perignon, the lowest point total of the week, 84.72. Now, let's kind of dive into this a little bit. Sucks. Raheem Mostert gets hurt within, what, the first half of the first quarter? Uh, So didn't really factor. Aaron Rodgers possibly had the worst start of his career uh, and came in with a whopping 1.32 points. When you have both of those factor in, plus didn't have a guy that scored over 20 points in his starting lineup, uh, you're probably not going to win most weeks. And especially on the other side of the aisle, you got Clayton over there with Christian McCaffrey, just casually gets a 28, uh, didn't even score a touchdown, which is just crazy. Um, that's what Christian McCaffrey can do, right? You play the right, right team and you're able to get a win just literally based off him. I mean, cause outside of Christian McCaffrey, his team was subpar uh, as far as the outputs. So, but Clayton did enough in this one. Um, it was kind of a battle of the toilet bowl, uh, so to speak of the week one matchups, but um, I would say, yeah, uh, Clayton, well done. You beat who you're supposed to. I think you were a favorite going in and uh, took care of business. That's what he needs to be doing, man. Um, he needs to be beating the beating the bad teams if he's going to kind of truly establish himself as one of the contenders this year. Uh, courtesy of our friends over at the Fantasy Footballers, good folks over there, um, heard a stat that was Christian McCaffrey finished as the running back one this week without scoring a touchdown. Highest scoring running back on the week without scoring a touchdown. That is the first time that's happened since 2019. That was also by Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, he's just... <laughs> He's just ridiculous. I don't I don't get it. Just a casual 98 yards on the ground, 89 yards to the air, nine catches. He's inevitable. He's inevitable. Um, but yeah, if you look at Clayton's team, he's got he had some solid performances on the bench as well. Tyson Williams. I'm surprised he didn't get the start this week, but uh it's looking like he's gonna have a solid role in Baltimore. And then also you got a very just beer beer drenched. Rob Gronkowski on the on the bench just getting freaking eight catches, two tutties. If he can keep that up, man, Clayton's got a you know a top five tight end on his hands. You know, look out. That's all I'm saying. But uh he's gonna have an interesting matchup next week. Uh he's actually gonna play somebody that you know doesn't have free agents on their roster. So uh that should be interesting. Steven, anything to add on here before we move on? Yeah, the big thing I saw with Clayton's team is that Tyson was on the bench and I was like, and he picked Mark Davis to start over him. So I thought that was a little bit questionable, but uh, 
now that we've seen how Tyson's going to get a good workload in that, uh, even though it's going to be a running back committee, I think he has some really good upside. So I think Clayton, it's, it, I mean, he won, and then he also has some good insight for the upcoming weeks for some potential starters for him. So good week, good win for him. There you go. All right, and quick pick'ems update. We all picked Clayton on that one, so we all go one for one. Go team. So next up, we got Aaron, number one in the power rankings coming into the year, taking on I am one move away Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes. <laughs> um, and this game went uh, about as you expected. Hayden, the second lowest scorer on the week with 97 points. And Aaron putting the whooping on with 134 points. Um, of course, it's kind of reminiscent of last year. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but uh, there was some smoke in Indy. There was some smoke in Indy. Russell Wilson said, "Move over, move over, Saint Elmo. I'm in. I'm in the town, and I am cooking up this Colts defense. 35 point explosion is really what propelled Aaron this week." along with a Tyreek Hill bomb, 37 points. This guy, I feel like, is inevitable. And when you look at the fact that uh, Najee Harris, very disappointing opening game, but I think he got every single running back carry, running back snap in Pittsburgh. So that's definitely a good sign. And Devontae Adams, when you have five catches for 56 yards as a very bad game, that's a good thing. And one thing I noticed on his bench, he started Kyle Pitts. He, he went... He went for the 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 exciting young rookie, but you had Dallas Goddard, Tud, Tuddy. You had Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas, Tuddy, on the bench. He he's got some good depth. DJ Chark with twelve receptions or twelve targets, excuse me. Jesus, it's probably a pretty good sign of who the number one uh the number one target on that offense is. When you look at Hayden, I mean, quite frankly, he proved he belonged towards the bottom of the league for me. Uh, and his bench. Unlike Aaron's, doesn't really give you a lot of hope either. The best performer being uh, Jalen Waddle. I mean, uh, Will Full or obviously Will Fuller was suspended, but uh, you know Justin Jackson, James Conner, Baker Mayfield, they all kind of underwhelmed for you. Uh, so ultimately, Aaron takes care of business and sets up an undefeated matchup next week. Next week with Anthony, while uh, Hayden gets an easy W next week against Don. We'll talk more about that later, but uh, Aaron. You took care of business and you move on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, in some aspects, I got a little lucky this week just playing Hayden because had I played some of the top performers of the league, uh, my point total definitely wasn't where it needed to be. But I had enough guys like Russell and, and Tyreek that gave me pretty good output to uh, kind of just get the win. And you got to beat who you're supposed to to – to get to where you want to go, which is a championship for all of us. So um, it was a good first step, and uh, hopefully I can score more points than that because I'll definitely need it for next week. Amen. Uh, I Well, Aaron, congrats. You have probably the best quarterback on your team right now in Jameis Winston, uh, <laughs> 14 for 20, <laughs> five touchdowns. Man looked like a god. He put Aaron Rodgers to shame. So – Happy for you there. Uh, yeah, it was a good win. And I agree to your sentiments where it's it's tough sledding. So you can't have like, for example, like Kyle Pitts pulling seven points if you want to win. And like Devontae Adams, that's just an egg. I expect him to bounce back. But yeah, it looks like you have the pieces you need and you got to you have a good fight coming up next week. So I'm looking forward to that. 
And uh, Tim did manage to put some notes in our show doc here. And he said, uh, Hayden, this one's for you. Your team would look a lot better if you had Amari Cooper and Miles Gaskin on your team. So uh, Tim sending shots all the way from Florida and not just the shots of alcohol, just all, all the good ones, all the good ones. So again, Aaron gets the dub, sends Hayden down to 0-1. And we'll go to the next matchup. We had Zach and we had Anthony. Yes, we absolutely did. So Zach and team cooking up more versus Anthony and team uninspired youth. Anthony's team wins 153.74 to Zach's team 138.64. Good game. This was a yeah, this was a pretty close one uh throughout. There was definitely some ups and downs and some moments where Looked like there was some hope, especially when Matthew Stafford had his first touchdown on, uh, was it the opening drive of the game uh, Sunday night? I think it might have been for the Rams, but uh, that was electric. But ultimately, Anthony gets the win uh, on the back of Corey Davis and Adam Thielen combining for almost 60 points. Uh, What? (laughs) Adam Thielen, dude. Uh, I tried to get him this year, dude. He's... He's so white and so underrated and just proves everybody wrong every year. Yeah. I mean, you think the wheels are going to fall off eventually for him, but he goes out and still gets 10 targets, nine catches, 92 yards, and two tutties. I mean, uh, just insane. And you just look up and down Anthony's lineup this week, and he didn't have a single guy score under 10 points besides his defense that, I mean – who would have seen the Houston Texans come out and score 37 even against Jacksonville as bad as they are. But uh, the negative five didn't even really matter. Uh, C.D. Lamb put up 23. You got Travis Kelsey doing his thing, putting up 25. I think the story really is that Zach had key pieces that just didn't show up for him. Uh, Aaron Jones with four points. I mean, you would expect at least 10 on a bad night for Aaron Jones. Uh, it was just a bad day for Green Bay all the way around. And then you scroll down and Mark Andrews in a pivotal game that went into overtime, 27 to 33, he gets five points. I mean, that, that must have just been so devastating Smelly. for Zach. Uh, so, Because I feel like, you know, losing by 15 and you had both of those happen, uh, it's, that's just got to be demoralizing, especially with it being week one and, some of the performances that Zach's team had with Tyler Lockett, 26, he was carving up the Colts and Chris Godwin, 22. I mean, Matt Stafford even had 30. So uh, I just think it was a great game. It was ebbs and flows. I think Zach had the lead at one point, but then Anthony kind of pulled away. Anthony just had too much firepower. And uh, honestly, if Anthony would have played his bench, uh, he might've won as well. It seems like everything just went right for him this week. He just, like every single person went off for him. So he just had one of those weeks where he couldn't have gone wrong and um, comes out with the dub. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does week two now that Sammy Watkins week one isn't really a thing anymore. I mean, four catches, 96 yards is solid. You'll take that in a flex. But uh, what you said about Anthony's team and the consistency, nobody scoring in single digits besides the Jaguars defense, um, that almost extends to his bench as well. Kind of like what you said, that he had very good week. Team looks super solid from top to bottom. Uh, definitely don't want to play him anytime soon. Uh, a note from Tim. 
He says, uh, again, Sammy Watkins, week one is no more. Good showing overall from Anthony. Uh, he claps his hands from Florida. And uh, he said he moved you up in the power rankings this week. So uh, that this this game was also, quick story time, a tale of like two halves for me. So I remember being at Zach and David's house and like Tyler Lockett's blowing up and Deontay Johnson's having a great game. And like I FaceTime Anthony and I'm crying because obviously I'm getting clapped. But then also like Anthony's like, yeah, I'm getting crushed too. And all of a sudden, like I look Sunday night and Anthony's like dominating. And I'm like, what happened? So... I guess the the Sunday night game and the the afternoon games on Sunday really kind of put them over the top. So, so we will move on to the next game. Uh, it is the man himself with the expensive Apple headphones, Stephen, taking on Tim and the Mixed Administration. Tim, uh, this by the way, this was my personal game of the week. High scoring. Two great teams, and they really showed out, put on a show for all of us this week. Tim gets the W, second highest score on the week, 158 to Steven's third highest scorer on the, fourth highest scorer, I'm sorry, 142 points. And ultimately, this came down to Monday night. So, Steven, you had a 10-point lead going into Monday night, I believe? Yeah, right about 10 points. And then, you know, you know is Darren Waller going to get, you know – a couple catches, you know, maybe five, 10 targets. How about 19? 19 targets for the Walrus. Jesus Cristo, man. 10 <laughs> catches, 105 yards, a touchdown. He just, he, he, and he had a pretty slow first half too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, it, it, Carr was, they weren't on the same page there. I just noticed that they were having t- a tough time. They were a lot of man coverage. So I don't know. I, Waller was, it was not it wasn't a pretty picture, but then the second half they just clicked and then Waller they just kept feeding him and feeding him. I know. And he he got twenty six points in fantasy, which is just absolutely bonkers. So nineteen targets is bonkers. I that's an unreal number. Um is he the tight end one this year? Is that a is that a take? Does he take over no. Kelsey and Kittle? You don't think so? No, no. I, I think he can take over Kittle's spot, but I think Kelsey's the by number one target. I mean, number one tight end. Kelsey's entrenched. He's an automatic 20 every game. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, but, yeah, Tim gets the dub behind a super consistent DeAndre Hopkins. He did his thing. Two tutties on the week. A 29-carry Joe Mixon. Aaron touched on it earlier. Overtime certainly helps, but 29 carries. Today and today's NFL, that is just super rare. And he did all of this with a nice goose egg from Brandon Ayuk. Uh what 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 was the story behind him? He he just didn't get any targets, right? Like was he hurt? Yeah, so I was yeah, I was reading a report on uh 49ers and Kyle Shanahan said like he's just fine for like playing spots. I don't know. it sounds like he had a hamstring injury or something, and so the receiver depth for 49ers is just really strong. So it sounds like he's just being outperformed right now by other players. So I don't know if this is going to be a lingering thing, but I mean, it's a fortune. It's a good scenario to have for the Niners where you have a really loaded wide receiver core and your re, your second year players not getting too many targets or any targets really. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets an increased workload as the weeks go on. Raheem most are going down. We sure hope so. And Debo Samuel, the inevitability of him getting hurt as well. So, uh, and just to wrap up, Tim, uh, looking at the bench, he has a little DeAndre Swift running back 
four on the week. Uh, surely he's going in his lineup next week. Dak Prescott blew up for him, and he had his baby. Well, maybe not his baby. He traded away his baby. What a terrible parent. But uh, Jamar Chase, great debut for him. Weird football's my butt. That man can catch it. That man can move. That man can embarrass some NFL defenses. Uh, on Steven's side of the ball, obviously put up a hell of a fight behind a 44-year-old Tom Brady, number five quarterback on the week. And, of course, Nick Chubb doing his thing, 15 carries, 83 yards, maybe the best pure runner in the NFL. Uh, he just makes it look easy, man. He's 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 an impressive human. Um, and other than that, it was a very solid, again, solid performance. Nobody really busts outside of James Robinson. Um, if I'm Steven, I'm not really worrying about anything. And one little tidbit I will add, dude, Mike Williams on the bench, 12 targets. Oh, I said that it stung. before. That stung. I said it before. I love me some Mike Williams, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But uh, again, Tim comes out on top, 158 to 142. But Steven, you can go ahead and comment, man. I don't think you have much to worry about. You ran into kind of a freight train this week. Yeah, kudos to similar to that of uh, Tim's wedding night uh, on Monday night, the ESPN game with Waller. It all ended with a bang, you know. So he did a really good job, and his team just. Uh (laughs) It took me a second. Uh, His team just went off. (laughs) I'm sorry, I saved that. I I really want to say that, Uh, but his team just did really well, and. I, I'm excited for my team. Uh, we got some, yeah, Mike Williams. I'm all aboard that hype train, so he's definitely uh, going to the starter team next week. I'm looking forward to it. I have a tough matchup next week, but if Mike Williams can play like he did this past week against the like Washington football team, I'm pretty excited. <clears throat> yeah, man, I feel like you pulled a me from last year. You just played a team that was just slightly better than you, but you still put up. An incredible point total. I mean, 142, I feel like most weeks that's going to get it done. Um, It just so happens that Tim just had a little bit more firepower than you did. Uh, I think your receivers are always going to carry you. uh, And Tom Brady is being Tom Brady again. So uh, I think you're set. The only thing I would say going forward for you, and you'd probably agree with this because it's the same problem with my team, is just the running back consistency. Uh, we don't know about Urban Meyer, and just I think he's kind of stupid when it comes to running backs. So hopefully he gets mm-hmm. James Robinson more carries. Uh, but you might have to uh, revisit that and maybe, yeah, get Mike Williams in that lineup because yeah. of that. But uh, and CEH, I mean, he's de- definitely talented enough, but I don't know why the Chiefs don't uh, give him more touches. I feel like they just kind of have their own little offense going. It works, and he's not as a part of it as you probably would like. Yeah. And they were also playing the Browns this week. And like the Browns have a really dominant D line. Like they have Jadavian Clowney, they have Miles Garrett on one side and the other. So they have a very strong D line and that probably doesn't help the run game. So they probably were more dependent on that short passing game uh, for that week. So I'm excited if they get more C or get CEH more involved in the upcoming weeks where they have not as good of a D line to play against. So I'm excited for him. Note from Florida, Tim says, proud of my squad, feel prime to fight for the top this year, and thank God Kirk Cousins didn't bite him in the ass after that uh, Dak Prescott Thursday night explosion. So, uh, wrong decision, but thankfully it didn't come back to bite him. So, <sighs> all right, let's, let's do this. 
And now, it is time for the game of the week. We have Chris Mitchum and Team Fairlife versus the reigning defending champion of this league, Kyle Stretch, and new team name, Super Camario. And really, guys, uh, from the jump, this wasn't all that close. Uh, final score ended up being Kyle Stretch, 178.16 to Team Fairlife and Chris Mitchum's 103.30. Uh, not ideal for Chris in week one. Where did it go wrong? Well, I think look no further than the two studs, or at least they should be, Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott. They combine for a total that's less than 10 points. Uh, that's certainly not going to get it done. And then when you've got Calvin Ridley only scoring 10, you started Michael Pittman, Team Fairlife. Let's get him in there, get the young guy going. Five points. Uh, definitely not going to get it done either there. Uh, I just feel like you had too many of those types of performances from key guys that, man, Josh Allen even couldn't save you this week. He had a respectable, you know, 17.2, but gosh, when you've got Kyle Stretch and Super Camario, I feel like, is it just me guys or like, why does Stretch always have two guys at least score close to 40 points? It doesn't make any sense to me, but it always does happen. So Got to give credit where credit's due. Shout out to Stretch. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyler Murray is absolutely insane. 41 points. Uh, he also had a 38 piece from Amari Cooper. That was nuts. 16 targets. That trade's looking mighty good there, Kyle Stretch. And then we got Debo Samuel, which that was that was random. Uh, I mean, we do know that Debo's talented, but uh, that talented, I. I didn't see that one coming even against the Lions, but he had them in the lineup. And man, when you got three guys that score over 30 points, I mean, you're going to be tough to beat as it is. He was the highest scorer of the week. Uh, and a bit of a foreshadow, I think the updated power rankings will show just how dominant stretch was in this one. Yeah, Jalen Hurts on the bench, Chris, 33 points. That kind of hurts a little bit, but obviously you're never going to start him over Josh Allen. Of course not stallion himself uh but your bench a little weak as well outside of uh, antonio brown and then the obvious one is david montgomery which you're gonna have him in your lineup going forward there's no way you're ever gonna bench him so yeah uh i think you just gotta take some one on the chin chris uh i think better days are ahead for you you just underperformed I think it's going to be really funny when you're going to start David Montgomery over Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley. I think that's just, I think it's just funny and it might be a reality pretty darn soon. And I also want to talk about the running backs because I want a little revenge because last week you're giving me so much crap about one certain player in my team. That one certain player is Jarvis Landry. Ew. Number 33 wide receiver 2020. <laughs> Ew. Why would you start him? Ew, ew, ew. And you said he's just going to be a duck. He's going to be a goose egg booty. But let me do, I, I got a minor in economics, so I can move some numbers around right here. And Aaron Apper mentioned that uh, Zeke got about 3.7 points last week. Saquon got about 5.9 points. And if you add those two together, that's 9.6. Let's say we double their total, those two together, Zeke and Saquon Barkley. That's 19.2 points. 
Jarvis Landry scored 19.6 points week one. <laughs> Literally twice as good as Zeke and Saquon combined. All I'm saying is that you don't sleep on my man Jarvis Landry. Boom. Odell's out this next week. That man is going to be cooking for the foreseeable future. He rests his case. Um, <clears throat> listen, we're on a week now two. Now play that boom roasted sound. I want to hear it. Boom. Roasted. Nice. Listen, we're on to week two. All right. We're on <laughs> we're on to week two. I'm pulling a Bill Bell check. We're on to week two. Stretch. You still suck. Um, anyway, Tim says from Florida, yikes, Chris. All bark and no bite. Oh, you Ooh. fucker. But stretch, congrats. Uh, and he said you will be benefited on the power ranking. So uh that is your week one review. We had, I feel like we didn't have a lot of shocks, you know, like it, it kind of went the way you might have expected. We had a couple of people upset, a few folks on the power rankings, but uh, no, no huge surprises. So I think we have a lot more better matchups in week two that people can really stop, start separating themselves. So uh, real quick, before we get to the power rankings, we have a very exciting waiver wire to talk about. Let's do it. This crab was a bloodbath this week. My God. Uh, the waiver wire, there was eight new waiver claims ran on Wednesday. We typically don't cover those on this podcast, but there are certainly one in particular that is certainly worth mentioning. One, Elijah Mitchell, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Raheem Mostert out for the year. Trey Sermon in a healthy cut last week. Or, a, excuse me, a healthy uh, scratch last week. So, obviously... You know, Kyle Shanahan likes this Elijah Mitchell guy, and he was the number one claim on leagues across all platforms, all everything. I think he was owned in like 0.6% of leagues and all platforms or something. So basically, he was he was fair game to anybody. Um, and Aaron, tell us, man, how <laughs> just 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 go through go through the go through the bids, right? Start start low and see how high we go, and who freaking got him. Yeah, so so first off, there was only two teams in the entire league that didn't put in a bid for this guy, Jesus. which was Steven and Anthony. Wow, Steven, why, why do you hate Elijah Mitchell? No, I was completely oblivious to that game, <laughs> and I had no – I would just did not research this week at all. So, And I was not going to put in $50 to – or Oh, he blew I it. I was going to put in a ton <laughs> – uh, rookie move. Podcast amateur. No, it's all good. Aaron, still go through it and just so people can freaking, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the there was a couple teams, right? Clayton and uh, Stretch, they put in 4 and $5 of fab, respectively. I think that was just kind of like a, I'd love to have them, but not really trying. Zach Welch puts in 20, so we're getting up there. Chris, you put in thirty. I thought I would. Then, I thought I would at least be second or third. Like thirty is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then I was kind of contemplating it. You know, I was like, man, my running depth, running back depth, uh, losing J.K. and Gus Edwards. I need somebody, so I'm gonna put in a quite a bit. I ended up putting in thirty six, which I thought was like an insane amount to put in, but decided to go with it. Hayden put in the same amount as me <laughs> at thirty six. <laughs> And then we had Tim coming in at 47, Surely he had to think, like, okay, this is my guy. I'm going to get him 47. Yep. 
But then he had Don that came right over top a few dollars more and won the bid at 50 50 out of nowhere. Don and actually I got a I got a text from Don earlier today because I put in the chat on a sleeper. I was like, yeah, wow guys, this the Elijah Mitchell war, that was a bloodbath. And then he goes, Yeah, there was a battle for Mitchell, and I motherfucking won. <laughs> no, okay. Don would be I motherfucking won. Right, exactly. So uh I mean if you're Don, right, it makes sense he won it because he just lost Raheem Mostert, and yeah. he has one of the probably worst running back depths in the league, I would say. So uh, kudos to him for kind of understanding that his team desperately needed this, and we'll see if it pays off for him. Yep, $50 gets Elijah Mitchell. All the other claims, you know, Cole Komet, Mark Ingram, uh, Tim Patrick, who, fun fact, Hayden tried to trade me today. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, five dollars, three dollars, one dollar. Yeah. That Elijah Mitchell, man, definitely worth mentioning uh here. Congrats to Don, I guess. Watch him just Trey Sermon just take over next week and him just like be a healthy scratch. <laughs> if there's one if there's With Kyle one, Shanahan, man, you never know. I know. There's one. All right. So uh let's let's uh let's start getting into the power rankings here. Um oh by the way, a note from Florida. Tim says, Damn you, Don. Like the Dinkelberg from Fairly Odd, Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> Dinkelberg. I know what y'all know what I'm Dinkelberg. talking about. Dinkelberg. Yep. All right. So updated power rankings. Uh, since Tim is not here, we don't have our usual sexy reader. So we'll have to make do with Aaron, I guess. So Aaron has the <laughs> updated power rankings in front of him. Me and Steven have no idea what they are. We will live react. Aaron, start from the bottom like Drake and work your way up. Absolutely. So... Coming in in last place, bringing up the rear, we have a team, Don Perignon. The fighting Elijah Mitchells. I love it. The fighting Elijah Mitchells comes in <laughs> in 10th place. Four points. Four points is what he had this week. And, guys, I think it makes sense, right? He scored the lowest points this week. Uh, his team just absolutely – uh, crap the bed. Um, there's really no if fans or buts about it. Pretty simple. Um, I think there's not much else to say here. Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear who the bottom two teams are. I think for a while, they'll just probably rotate back and forth. We're going to rapid fire through these. And then number nine, we have Country Roads Take Mahomes. That is Hayden with five points. So coming up in ninth place. Right. In eighth place, we have the Red Rocket and Clayton McLean coming in at nine points this week. And then seventh, we got cooking up more. Mm. He, he comes in at seventh place with 12 points. Then we've got team Fairlife in sixth place. So kind of a big steep drop there for Chris Mitchum's team. He had 16 points. That's where I put myself. Let the record show. Yeah. Yep. Put myself there. Yep. Yep. I put you there. And then Tim actually had you a spot higher than that. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's that's how your team performed this week. But like I said, better days are ahead. And then in fifth place, 
we had Team Uninspired Youth. So coming in in, in fifth place, had 19 points. In fourth place, we had Mount Passmore and Stephen Hyatt. So Stephen Hyatt coming in, top four team in the league. Had a pretty good showing this past week. He's coming in at four. Mounting those passing, mounting those power rankings, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Up one, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Not as much as Tim is, but hey, you know, it's happy honeymoon. Anyway, keep going. Mount Passmore, he had 20 points. In third place, we had team Let Russ Cook, myself, Aaron Hunt, coming in in third place. In third, really? Yes, huh. yes. I, I actually put myself in third place this week. Um, I was not very happy with the performance. I, I mean, I feel like anybody could have beat Hayden this week, so I decided to put myself in that position. So I had 26 points. In second place, we had the Mixon administration. So Tim Rader coming in second place. <laughs> Which means in first. No, no, I'm leaving this podcast. No. (laughs) In first, we had Super Camario. (laughs) Nice one. Which, you know, makes sense. (laughs) Um, But that's how it came out. So, uh, yeah, I feel like Stretch just – you know, 178 points. Enough said. I mean, he had three guys that went off. He's got pieces that can put up that kind of point total. He's explosive, but I feel like it's going to be volatile at times like it was last year. Uh, but he remains at the top right now. And I think he only beat Tim by one point getting to the top. Wow. Good for him. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my boy Stretch. That's an impressive climb. We, they talked a lot of crap about you, but like the group chat said, you don't listen to the haters. You just play the game. You won last year, and then you, you're just cooking this year. You're making – you're playing. I respect that. One person I'm very shocked by was Zach, being as ranked low as he was. He was one of the top scorers of last week, and he was ranked at, like, what, sixth? That was shocking to me. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just still not over the stretch thing. I just <laughs> – all right. All right. There are your power rankings. Check the social medias. We'll have those up here soon. <laughs> Fucking stretch. All right. <laughs> Week two previews. Let's do this. Nice. The first matchup we have this week. We have a matchup of two teams that have kind of been hanging out in the middle, some towards the top, some towards the bottom, kind of hovering, both starting off 0-1. So these two teams that were hopeful, one of them is going to start in an 0-2 hole. Yes, I'm talking about cooking up more and Zach Welch taking on Mount Passmore and our boy Steven. As lineups currently have it, Sleeper has Steven with a 52% chance of victory. And when you look at this matchup, we got Mike Williams in the starting lineup for Steven. Of course, big, Mike's, big Mike Williams guy. Um, love doing that. Love seeing that in there. Uh, and I, I might want to call this the return of um, – uh, no, not that. I'm sorry. Wrong matchup. 
rewind. Um, one thing I think I'm really going to watch in this matchup is the tight ends. So we have Mark Andrews going up against George Kittle. Both have just juicy matchups. And I feel like running backs, Zach has the advantage. Wide receiver, Steven has the advantage. Their flexes are pretty similar to me. Um, so I think it really does come down to that tight end who can really establish themselves. Even when you're looking at the quarterback matchups, Stafford's coming to Indy. He is going to try to serve up some dessert after Russell Wilson gave a sexy main entree. And of course you have Tom Brady going into the dome of Atlanta for Steven. Uh, this game is close to call. It's a close one. Both teams really need this W. Uh, I don't think we prepared the pickums this week, so we will definitely have those prepared before the start of this game. But uh, off the cuff, I'm going Steven. Love the matchups this week when you're looking at who these people are playing. You got Chubb going up against Houston. CH going against Baltimore, who was sick. Josh Jacobs just ran all over. Love those matchups. Not so much for uh, for Zach this week. Uh, has some tough ones in there. So uh, I think the matchups, I'm going to give the slight edge to Steven. That's where I'm going. Big game for the big game for both squads. Yeah, uh, this is really tough for me. I think it'll be another close game for Zach again this week. Um, man, it, it's really tough to call here, but I think I'm going to go Zach just barely, just barely because of some of the matchups. Uh, Aaron Jones against Detroit. He's going to eat. I think he's going to get back on track. Tyler Lockett against Tennessee defense. They just looked abysmal passing defense-wise. So I think he could be in for another big game. Chris Godwin against Atlanta. I mean, I think there's just going to be some guys that failed Zach last week that will bounce back. And not saying that uh, Steven's not going to be right in it because he's got, obviously, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, George Kittle. I mean, he's loaded at a lot of positions. But I just think very slightly – probably even within maybe like five points, I think Zach will get it done. If anything, it's looking like there's going to be a high scoring game. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting Both one of them watch. should be, should be over 140 points. Both of them at least. Steven, we feeling confident, man. How, how we doing? There's, I can, there's no way I come on the show and say the other team is going to win. So I am no, even yeah. if I'm like projected to be like 15 points worse, I'm always going to believe in my team. We got some studs. I think it's going to be a nail biter, and I'm excited for this matchup. It'll be a good one. It's, a, I, it's a, going to be a good one, to say the least. There you go. So I'm picking Steven, my boy. You're still my number two team, by the way, man. That hasn't changed. Mad respect. Wow. Mad respect for Mount Passmore, bro. Um, and we have Aaron going with Zach. We'll get Tim's picks in here soon. Or we could maybe we'll just let Steven pick for Tim this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like that yeah. idea. I like that idea. We'll talk about it. All right, Aaron, go ahead, take us into our next matchup. Absolutely. So we've got Team Fairlife, Chris Mitchum, going up against Tim Raider and the Mixon administration, former roommates, clashing this week. So when you kind of take a look at this matchup, I feel like uh, the quarterback, uh, both of them are going to come with, you know, firepower. Josh Allen, I think he bounces back. Uh, Miami's not a slouch by any means, but, uh, in the warm weather, I think Josh Allen will get it done. Like he normally does Dak Prescott. I think he showed what he could do. It just gets easier for him, uh, going from Tampa Bay to the chargers. The chargers are also pretty good on both sides of the ball, but both of those guys will show out. Um, I just think the difference in this matchup 
man, I think it's just going to come down to the running backs and the flexes. Um, I just like the matchups a little better for Tim uh, Gibson playing the giants on Thursday night. That's, that's hot. Uh, Mixon against Chicago. Uh, their defense is not anything special. And Joe Mixon's going to get probably 57 carries. Um, and then you also got to take a look down Deandre Swift against green Bay and Metcalf. I talked about the Tennessee passing game. So, uh, Big black nigga. Yes, that indeed. Uh, <laughs> I am black at, for, for transparency. When you take a look at your team, Chris, I think you're going to be consistent across the board. You're going to definitely going to have a better week than you did last week. I think Zeke bounces back. He'll give you a solid performance. I think David Montgomery will eat against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hurts my heart that uh, I traded him away. Damn it. Uh, and then you've also got Calvin Ridley. I think he'll bounce back. Hawk will do his thing. I just think that the pop factor for Tim might be there a little more than it is for you. I don't think you lose by a wide margin, but I think Tim's got you by 10, 15 points. So I'm going to go with Tim. Mm, this is a tough one. I think, the you know what? I'm just going to be petty this game. Tim, you beat me last week. So, you know what? I think Chris is going to win. I'll, I think Karma's just going to play a boy. magic role. Yes, I don't know how it's going to work. I ain't no rocket scientist, but Josh Allen going to have a comeback game. David Montgomery is going to establish himself as a running back better than Zeke and Saquon. And then Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster game in Tampa Bay. Who cares if they're Super Bowl winners? You know, he's just going to find openings. They're going to feed him. Antonio Brown going to eat. Hawkinson, stud. You know what? You just have studs loaded. I think, shocker, it'll be an upset this week. I'm, I'm rooting for you, Chris. Appreciate that, man. Sleeper has Tim with a 59% chance of victory. I think that's about right. Might be a little too wide, but um, I think I, I can see this, a lot of it coming down to Jamar Chase. Um, if he puts up a dud, we're going to see if week one was for real. I think if he puts up a dud, that really opens the door for me. But Aaron hit it on nail on the head when he said, I think Tim has a lot more pop guys on there. So uh, one little note, I think... I think I'm benching Saquon this week. Um, Thursday night, Washington football team. That front, reports are coming. He's still not going to be, quote-unquote, unleashed this week. He's a big name, but I, I got to be frugal here. I got to be, you know, logical. Um, so I'm, I'm benching him. David Montgomery gets the start in there. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm, 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 I'm picking me. I am. I can't pick against my boys. Got to show confidence in the squad. Uh, I'm going to give them a nice little Denzel Washington. Remember the Titans speech before we go out there and we're going to, we're, we're going to shock the world, baby. So it's been a while since I feel like I've been this big of an underdog in a game and I kind of like it. So let's do this. Let's shock the world, baby. So uh, going on to the next game, we have what I like to call the put up or shut up game. All right. So Clayton, he doesn't talk a lot, doesn't talk a lot of trash, but if you talk to him one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to tell you that he thinks he's competing this year. Uh, no injuries to hide behind this year, and it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Clayton and the Red Rocket taking on the new number one in the power rankings. Team Super Camario and Stretch Sleeper giving 55% advantage to Stretch and Super Camario. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Going up against New Orleans, I don't think he's going to have as good of a week he did last week. But then again, you know when you have when you average twenty five points, that's going to be 
it's just stupid. He's inevitable. Uh, I think the big hole as it currently stands, Clayton's got Naeem Hines as his RB2, Cole Beasley in the flex. Just doesn't give you a lot of confidence when you're going up against the number one team in the league. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at his bench, he doesn't really have a ton of options. As of right now, Tyson's still on the bench. Maybe he gets a call up. But, um, I mean, if you just look at stretch, the the big guys are coming in, and they don't have the hardest of matchups again. Kyler Murray going up against Minnesota. Kamara gets at Carolina. Murray Cooper gets the Chargers. Don't they have a really good corner? What's his name? The Chargers do. Am I slipping? Uh, I mean, the Chargers have Derwin James. Yeah, that's safety. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But maybe they try to limit Amari Cooper a little bit. I don't know. But uh, I think Stretch is easily the favorite in this one. Uh, That's who I'll be picking. But uh, I'm not saying, you know, Naeem Hines is a scrub by any means. Uh, You know, we're going up against the Rams this week, so we're going to need to score points. Maybe they air it out a little bit, get him a few touchdowns. But uh, I think a lot of stuff is going to have to go right for Clayton to get a W this week. So I'm picking Stretch, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to go with stretch as well. Uh, I just think, you know, so Christian McCaffrey, of course, early will keep Clayton in it. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey always gives you a chance to be in it. Uh, But, man, just the firepower that stretch can have on a week-to-week basis. We've seen it last year. We've already seen it in week one. Uh, The the thing about it is, you know, last year a lot, I just doubted stretch's team because – he didn't have consistency, right? He'd have a guy that go off for 40, but then he'd have another guy that had eight. Uh, There really wasn't any in between. And so I guess just ride that until it doesn't work. Um, I mean, I think he's going to continue to do that this year with Murray, Kamara, uh, Cooper could go off again at any point. And even Mike Evans will have those random 30, 40 point weeks. So uh, some interesting starts by stretch though. He's going to play Marvin Jones, uh, and then he also is starting Melvin Gordon. So we'll see how those play out. I think he's probably going matchups on those. It looks like, but, um, I think, yeah, I think stretch will end up winning this fairly easily. Although I think Clayton will, will give him a punch. That'll at least keep him in it momentarily. I have a, I, I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling it right now. It's going to be a week of upsets. I think Clayton is going to come out of nowhere oh, and kind God, of fight. Please. Hey, you guys gave me so much crap. You ranked me so low. And this guy who's number one, there's only a what? A three-point favorite right now? That's winnable. That's totally winnable. And I think we're going to get a shocker this week. Tannehill had booty last week, but he's got A.J. Brown. He's got Julio. He's got Derrick Henry. Like the Packers, they may have just had an off week. So I think that they are going to su- surprise some people this week. I think Julio's going to have a bounce back week. And there's just a lot of studs that can just go off. Christian McCaffrey's projected 25, but who's to say he doesn't get more than that? It's like 30, he's in the round. He get 35 seems pretty realistic. That would push him over the edge. So I, I'm looking for a little upset with my boy Clay, and I think he's going to pull something off that none of us saw coming. Keep it spicy, baby. Keep it spicy. That's two for Stretch, one for Tim and Steven. Sorry, two votes for Stretch W. Tim and Steven, Tim slash Steven, picks Clayton this week to get the dub. Uh, We're going to go on to the next matchup. Uh, I think think this matchup deserves deserves this. Uh, it's, It's a sad one. It's a sad one. Aaron, just tread lightly. Don't hurt any feelings, but let's, we got to cover it because that's kind of what we do here. 
the toilet bowl of the week. <laughs> We've got team Don Perignon and Don McCraig versus Hayden and Country Road Take Mahomes. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be the matchup of who gets to 100 points first. Uh, it's, <laughs> depending on who does, we'll probably end up winning this contest. Um, man, this is, yeah, just some of the starters that yeah. are going to be laid out in this matchup. Uh, it it hurts, but, hey, you still got to play the game, and a win's a win, right? So uh, I think – even if it's a lower scoring game, uh, I think it could maybe get some momentum going for whoever wins. So uh, it's tough, right? Because I think Rodgers is definitely going to bounce back against Detroit. I mean, my my God, he could probably throw for 500, 600 yards against the Lions, just probably blind. So uh, I think he's going to bounce back. Mahomes is going to do his thing. It doesn't matter the defense at all. Um, but from there on, I, I – there's just some guys out there. So uh, I think when I look at it and it's all said and done, I do think Hayden just has some better pieces and better matchups. Chris Carson, uh, Chase Claypool, I think could maybe bounce back. Cortland Sutton, let's hope he gets some more volume. He was looking pretty good now that Jerry Judy's out. And uh, Cooper Cup had a pretty good game. Matt Stafford seems to really like him. So we'll see if he bounces uh, – well – Allen Robinson is really the guy who needs to bounce back. He had nine points. And let's see if Cooper Cup can keep it up. I think uh, I think Hayden Ooh, will bars. win this one. I think Hayden will win this one, uh, but not going to blow the point total out of the water by any means. I mean, just what a star-studded matchup, man. You got Jacoby Myers taking on Cortland Sutton or, you know, Brandon Cooks going up against Ronald you know, we have like negative two points last week, man. This is just going to blow the top off of some folks. <laughs> um, but I guess I will, I will screw it. I'm taking Don brothers. Got to stick together. Let's do this, man. Aaron Rodgers, 35 points this week, Monday night football in prime time. Let's do it. One comment or one thing I just noticed that just makes me absolutely just chuckle is that if you look at Don's team, the guy he paid $50 fab for is on the bench. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I understand why. I just think it's comical. You're going to pay that much, half of the money you have for the entire season, and he's starting on the bench the first week to get him. He needs to see I it again. He's got to see funny. it. <laughs> hey, hey, he's still got Todd Gurley on his bench. Let's go. Thank God. Man. I like I, it. I, a lot of the time, I like to play the uh, get on Don's roster and just check the latest news on Todd Gurley. It just makes me so happy. Like the latest headline says, Ravens not expected to pursue Todd Gurley at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which was posted 16 days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a guy. What a guy. What a fall from grace. All right. Uh, you said you're picking Hayden, Aaron? I am. I am. All right. I'm picking Don. Steven, who are you going with? You know what? I'm going to go with Hayden this week. Mahomes is going to take him home to the to the promised land, to the dub of the toilet bowl. So I think he will be the one who doesn't have to get flushed. Right on, man. Right on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, one more matchup to cover. We got the game of the week. And we have 
two one and oh squads on one side we have aaron and let russ cook taking on another one and oh team anthony and team uninspired youth uh sleeper currently has aaron with a 52 percent chance of victory a slight 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 two point advantage over anthony right now and i think this game is going to live up to the billing man um i was about to say both teams are healthy but uh sorry aaron uh, <laughs> and Anthony, but, uh, of course you got everything you want in a game of the week, Russell Wilson versus Lamar Jackson, both with sexy matchups and the running backs. You got Austin Eckler and Najee Harris going against Derrick Henry and Darnell Anderson. You got the young guns, Jefferson lamb taking on the studs of Adams and Hill. You got everything you want. And guess what? I'm taking Anthony because of Travis Kelsey. I think Kyle Pitts is going to come up a little short again this week. And when you're going up against somebody as hot as Anthony, um, I think I think you got to take him. I think you got to take him. I know Kareem Hunt's in there, uh, and Aaron's starting lineup as of currently taking on Houston. That might be good. Uh, there might be some other folks on the bench that I'd maybe play over him at this point. Um, but that's a sign of a good team. I think both teams have lineup decisions they can make towards Sunday before game time. Signs of a good team. Um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking Anthony here. Uh, I just like, I just like his team. I just got a feeling. I just got a gut feeling. Not a lot of in- analysis here. I just I just got a feeling. So I'm taking Anthony. Steven, so you go ahead. I'll I'll go last. That sounds good. That sounds good. I I've just been looking at it. it's like these. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting game. Well, Derrick Henry, I think that'll be a big question, a big factor. Mm. Like we saw the Seahawks show up last week and absolutely demolish the Colts' O line. And they couldn't get a strong run game going. Go Colts, baby. (laughs) And they just, if they're, if, and that's the same case with the Tennessee Titans or, uh, yeah, the Titans O line. We saw Taylor Lewan get pummeled last week. So it could be, Derrick Henry could be a pretty big if, like, hopefully he shows up. But last week wasn't a good showing. And the O line hasn't improved magically in one week. So, uh, because of that, I, I'm liking Aaron for this one. I, You know what? Let Russ cook. Russ is going to cook this week. He's going to keep cooking. So I think he's going to get the dub this week. Nice, nice. So we got Steven for me, and then Chris is going with Anthony. And, man, I am, I am very torn. I'm very scared of certain <laughs> players on – I am just scared. <laughs> Anthony's <laughs> roster – CD Lamb, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson. He has them oriented in a way in his lineup where they're just all next to each other. And I just want to kind of like curl up into a fetal position because I just think they're going to eat me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I got some really tough lineup decisions. And I think that'll be the difference, to be honest with you. Chris kind of nailed it. I'm kind of going back and forth. Uh, Kyle Pitts against Tampa at Tampa Bay especially with how Atlanta showed out not too great, not too hot against the Eagles. It's like, do I keep on the Kyle Pitts train or do I go with a more stable, you know, maybe 10 to 15 points with some of my other tight ends, but then I risk the ceiling that Kyle Pitts could possibly have. And then Kareem Hunt, kind of the same deal. I think he'll get me a 10 to 15, but if I go DJ Chark, for example, he always has the potential to go nuclear any given week. He's just not consistent at all. So uh, I think it'll come down to that. And I'm not too confident in my ability to pick the right guy because I didn't pick the right guy very much last year. So I think I'm going to go with Anthony here. I think he's got me. 
Uh, I think it'll be a really good game, but at the end of the day, I just think uh, the decisions I got to make are just too tough. What is your team going to think that their own manager's not picking them? Come on, Aaron. Come on, man. I, I even said preseason, uh, Anthony and I will split. So I think I'll get them next time we play. Sure, that's a big game in the in the Chipotle division. That's for sure. That's a yep. big one. The two dogs. I think it's me and him competing for it. So we'll see who uh, who shows out. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's your week two preview. Let's get into it. I want more football injected in my freaking veins, man. Nice. All right. Well, we're over an hour, so lots of football. I'm tired. Again, I had a I, well, wasn't a rough day, but uh, you know, when you're hungover by seven, <laughs> makes for a rough afternoon. Um, and Steven, thank you for joining, man. Appreciate your appearance. Appreciate your energy. Appreciate your musical graces. Thank you guys for having me. Always, as always, a blast. And ho- I'll hopefully make another visit. I'd love to. So just say when. Oh, yeah, baby. As always, before we sign off, you can follow us on all the social medias. And by all the social medias, I mean Instagram and Twitter, this league underscore pod. Uh, as always, Comment, subscribe, share us with your friends, and just pound that like button, baby. Just rock the boat and just pound the crap out of it, dude. Or you can just... Hope you had a good wedding night, Tim. (laughs) Hope you're having a great honeymoon, Tim. It's probably pretty hot. Hope there's a lot of Bahama Mamas, Tim. (laughs) Bahama Mama? (laughs) Jeez. All right, on behalf of Stephen being here, man, we're going to sign off with the theme because it's hot and I love it. So, uh, yeah, on behalf of this league and everybody here, that's awesome. Besides stretch, I'm Chris. <laughs> Peace out. And I'm Aaron. Our songs better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Y'all boys ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Gather around. Folks, let's gather around. down. Got Baby, baby, you can't get better than this. Laugh at all the teams tanking. Giving up for the guys. Are we harmonizing? That was cool. Yeah, technically, yes, but does it have to be a good harmony? Nah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. See you guys.